You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Be patient. Don't compare. This sounds, these are all cliche, but don't compare yourself to anyone else. And um, don't take yourself too seriously. Mm. Because the second you do, you get in your own way. Life's too complicated and life is too short. Um, be yourself, like be really be yourself and people will respond to that. Hey, welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. It's me, Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage an online training program that helps actors match a Broadway talent with the ability to have a Broadway body, which means having the durability to last eight shows a week, perform at your best at all times. If you don't know how to quite orchestrate going back and forth from being in a show to training in a gym or your place of fitness, I can definitely help you out. I've been doing that my entire life. I am built for the stage. I say that humbly. Um, I'd love to help you with a free trial. Go to the website, builtforthestage.com, and we can set you up with that free trial. No catch, no gimmicks, and uh, yeah, we'll be on our way. As always, we have a really exciting guest on the podcast today. Um, Built for the Stage fam is joining us via Zoom. We have Max Clayton. What's up, Max? Hey, hi, you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's our pleasure. We were just kind of chatting a little bit before we started recording about how we're just in difficult times and we're having to adapt. And uh, that's kind of what it's like on stage. Sometimes you just have to pivot quickly and make an adjustment. Yes, I always say that this business is all about making it work. And um, I think the whole world is trying to do that right now. <laughs> yeah, I included a couple of questions for you before we started. One of them was an icebreaker, but a new icebreaker just came to mind as well. Since we're talking about pivoting and kind of uh, just making switches on the fly, what is a memory that you have from a past show that you were in where like something happened and you just had to make it work? Um, well, the first thing that's coming to mind was my debut in On the Town. Um, I didn't have a put-in, which is um, your, your rehearsal with the entire cast right before you make your debut, if you're a replacement. So I had just closed Gigi. And I was about to make my debut on the town, but it happened like a week earlier than it was supposed to. So none of my costumes were ready yet, but they were like, it's okay, we're just gonna make it work and go. So they were altering like on the spot. Um, there was this huge ballet in, the open, in act one that was like 
five to seven costume, like quick changes off stage. Like it's like, you're a sailor and you cross, then you're an army man, then you're the policeman. And so it's like really chaotic and crazy, but I had no costumes. So I was literally figuring it out as I was making my debut and my dressers were like throwing me in costumes. Well, they put me into these sailor pants that weren't mine. And I went on stage, ran, 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 step, toe touch, and my crotch just splits center stage. And it's like full thigh, like just like busted out. And I ran off stage and they just sewed me back in. And then I do another cross, like it was insane, but also one of my favorite memories. I love that you said full thigh because I wasn't going to bring this up, but there's like this uh, buzz about the community about Max Clayton's thighs and how much they love your your cleavage, your your muscular build. How much does that make you blush for me to say that right now? It it makes me blush a lot. Now, um, <laughs> Catherine Zuber, the costume designer of Moulin Rouge, um, also costume designed um, Gigi. So in Gigi in the top of act two, I, there was a beach scene and there were, you know, people playing like beach with the beach ball on the back, yada, yada, yada. And then like we bust into a song. Well, my costume was like these teeny tiny rusty orange vintage bathing suit shorts. And um, I started getting fan mail to the theater addressed to the boy in the orange shorts. So that's kind of when it started. Cut to Moulin Rouge, and we're doing the um, top of Act Two again, which is Bad Romance. And she's like, I'm going to put you in another pair of tiny shorts. That'll be blue. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's just a thing. Awesome. Awesome. Um, my second icebreaker question, uh, you already know this one, but it's amazing when I look at one picture of you with a beard and one picture without. And I'm like, that's Max Clayton and that's Max Clayton. But you have this like Clark Kent Superman thing where it's like glasses on, glasses off. Like clearly that's the same person, but yet you're so different. What have like, do you just decide when you're going to be in a show with a beard or not? Or do you have requests? Because truly you can give like one side of Max and the other in a whole new thing. Yeah, I had actually never grown a beard before until um, Moulin Rouge out of town in Boston. They just asked all of us to grow it out to see like who had, who could have a beard of their own or who needed, you know, a fake mustache, yada, yada, yada. Well, um, they liked my beard, so they made me keep it. Um, and it's funny because now I look at pictures, I always picture myself without one, but now whenever I post a picture where I'm clean shaven, everyone's like, who is that? Like, they don't even know, they don't even recognize me. Um, but I've actually come to like it. I know my father who may be listening. He's excited for me to get rid of it soon, but I like it now. And now it's, now it's nice to know that I can grow it if I need it. And yeah. I can also shave it if I don't. That's your dad is my mom. My mom's always like, get that stuff off. I know. I know. Especially now in the quarantine, I had this like V for V for vendetta, like uh, <laughs> Cheech and Chong thing going on right now. It looks good though. Well, thank you so much. Um, let's rewind a bit to CCM when you're in college and you graduate and you're ready to start your professional career. We're going to kind of take a timeline journey of things you've experienced and things you've learned along the way, because I think your career is one that people should be extremely interested in, in that particular timeline because of the continuous success that you've had. So you graduate from CCM. What's one thing that you walked out of college with that really helped you just jumpstart your career? Um, I would say just the work ethic they instill in you at school, at CCM, um, kind of prepared me for the city. 
I think that their program is so smart in the sense that you really are tested in every aspect of yourself and the business. And when I got here, I realized that the things that like I was asked to do in an audition room didn't phase me at all because the things I did at school and things I had to do at school were way harder. So for that, I took that with me and I realized I had a great teacher, um, Kay Jenny Jones, who's my sophomore acting teacher. And I think about her every day because she had the saying, be where you be, meaning whatever you're feeling one day, however you feel, if you wake up, you have an audition and you feel like really, really crappy. And you're like, I don't want to go. She, her whole mentality is go to the audition, show up and use that, use your fear, your anxiety, your, your sleepiness to your advantage and do the audition with that in you. Don't pretend, don't try and be like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Use that and you will succeed. And, you know, I really, I, like I said, I think of her every day. Um, but I think my work, work ethic and motivation and hustle is what I brought with me from school. Cool. I love that. What you said about like, it was tougher in school than what actually was forth um, when you got to the city. Absolutely. I use this with my actor athlete clients all the time where it's like, you can't train for the level of expectancy when you get to the stage, you have to rise above that so that when you get to that stage, it's not a walk in the park, but it's not the toughest thing you've ever done because if it is the toughest thing you've ever done, you're not taking into account that you have to do that eight times a week for X amount of weeks, months, or years. Right. You have to train to rise above it because you have to do it over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, a PT that always said, you have to be stronger than your show. And I, um, I love that. And I, I've said that in a few interviews because that's so true. It's like what we do every night requires a lot, but if you don't put in the work before that, then I don't, I actually don't even know if you'd be there in the first place. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So let's then take the next step to, um, you've booked a couple of regional gigs, but then you make your Broadway debut, um, shortly after college, like a year or two, right? Yeah. I made it that year that, um, December. So I graduated in the spring and in the, in the winter I had, um, book Gigi, which is going to be out of town at the Kennedy center, right. just regional production. And then from there we transferred. Yeah. So you make that debut shortly after college, yeah. your quote unquote reality. However, you just said you kind of were overprepared for it. Once you were done with that first gig, what, were your eyes open to after that? And how did it help you moving forward? Um, well, I mean, the, everything about my Broadway debut is so special to me. And um, it was such a short run, but it's my friends and memories that I will always, that will always be so special and stand out just for a variety, a variety of reasons. I mean, I was living my dream and I was like, whoa, I'm here and I'm doing it. And um, this is like what I've always wanted. And um, we, we got our closing notice and I thought, Oh God, like, so this is actually what this business is about. And, um, the, what happened the following day was kind of what made me realize how important work ethic and, um, being a good person is in a way, because I, um, got on the, my agent called me the day after we closed or we announced that we were closing and he said, Hey Max, so I'm so sorry to hear about you guys are closing. Welcome to the business. Um, he said, but how would you like to cover Tony Yazbek in On the Town? And I was like, what? I have an audition for that. 
And he's like, well, Josh Burgoss, who was the choreographer of Gigi, is obviously has choreographed on the town. And he thinks you're a perfect fit for this track that's opening up. They need someone right away. So I essentially just booked the next my next job the day after I found out we were closing Gigi, which was something that like, I was like, that's not, how is this real? How, how is this happening? This isn't normal. This isn't real life. And I'm realizing that it, that is how the business works, fortunately and unfortunately. But um, he was like, this is why you need to show up, go to rehearsal prepared, work hard, be a good person. Don't be a jerk. Um, and then people want to, you know, work with people that they know and that they are comfortable with. Yeah. It's incredible. Like I I've read this book, it's called um, never eat alone. And it's basically just about networking and your friends and how you yeah. treat others and every connection is a special one, whether good or bad, eventually it probably will come around to affect you in a positive or negative way. Absolutely. And your work ethic and probably your positive attitude and, and loveliness to work with in Gigi really helped you obviously get that gig and on the town. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the business works quickly. And so it's like, they can either, okay, so-and-so is leaving on the town. We can either have a huge open call audition, have, try to get everyone together in the same room for a day, yada, 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 cuts, cuts, this and that. Or we can just, oh, so-and-so is going to be available starting in a month. Let's just have him jump in. And it's like, that's kind of how that worked out for me. And I'm so grateful. It's like, so, so grateful. I love Josh. So let's fast forward to now Moulin Rouge. This is your, is this your seventh Broadway show? Um, I, yeah, I think it's seven. Yeah. So congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> for those that are listening on the podcast or here on Zoom, I'd love for you to just go through a couple of key points of your day of your training and of your career practices that the highlights that basically you feel have been a true asset to you to allow you to book these shows, um, daily practices, career and training. Yeah. Um, for me, sleep is huge. Um, I'm a heavy sleeper. Um, it's also tricky when you are getting home at midnight and say you have rehearsal at 10 and you need to be up at eight. Like it, it is tricky to, to squeeze it in, but I'm someone that likes to work out in the morning. Just get it over with, <laughs> to be frank. Um, so I, yeah, I try to at least get eight hours, do my workout. And um, my, my biggest thing is I like being outside. So this has been kind of hard, obviously, but um, fresh air and walks in nature. Um, I'm from New Hampshire. And so I love, I grew up, you know, going up north, skiing, hiking, yada, yada, yada. I try to get away as much as I can to then appreciate what I have here in the, this concrete jungle. Yeah. Um, I love that you're kind of talking about things that aren't theater related because a big running theme um, on the show that I like to say is to be a person who does theater and not a theater person. Yeah. Well, this sleep is, it sounds so simple or silly, but if the pyramid of fitness that I practice and go by the bottom and most important is sleep and nutrition, right. your recovery and nutrition, everything above that on the pyramid is going to be affected. So I love that you said sleep. I love that you said that you train first thing because there's a lot of great benefits to training first thing because 
It sets the tone to your day. It gets it out of the way, like you said, so it doesn't allow you to have those excuses or things come up that will prevent you from going. Um, And then lastly, it's just a great overall overall warm-up for your body and voice. When I was performing, I always had my best vocal days after training. Yes. Just because of Yes, like you were as warm as warm can be. Yes. Whenever I audition for anything, the morning of, I always wake up extra early and I just run on the treadmill. Like just get warm, shake it out. If I don't, if I'm like, oh, I need this extra hour of sleep, sometimes, no, I just have to wake up and get it out. Yeah. And you wake, then you go into the room feeling like ready. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What, what else do you do for preparation for going into the room or going in for a show or audition? What are some things that you like to do? Um, my biggest memorization trick is always memorizing on the treadmill or elliptical. Like they, there's some study that says like you, you, you take things in if you're doing another um, activity. So I'm always like, if I have to learn lines or sides or a song, I always do that on the elliptical. Like I can't, I'm not a great memorizer, but school actually taught me that I would just go to the gym, run and then read it a a million times. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) We're talking about sleep a little bit, and you post some pictures a lot on Instagram of you and your cute, cute dog in the bed. What's your dog's name? Her name's Layla. Layla. Oh, tell us about Layla a little bit, because I'm a huge dog fanatic. So yeah, so so she's Matt's dog, my boyfriend, but, but now she's mine. But she's um, almost ten, but she still acts like she's a puppy. Like everyone thinks she's two years old. But in, the, in a good way, because she has so much energy and she's so lovely. Um, we are in love. We are madly in love. And my favorite thing about her is that she is the biggest cuddler I've ever met. So she was Matt's dog past. Now, yeah. So she, yeah, so Matt's had them. Matt, so there's two. We have Layla and Jacob. Jacob's the smaller one. Jacob's almost 13. Um, but they both, are, they both are so youthful. But he's had them since they were puppies. Yeah. And you came in and, and took them off yeah, four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Corona shutdown going on. What's one thing that once we get back to normal that, you know, that you want to change about your past life, I'll say yeah. that, that this has kind of opened your eyes to. Um, I'm realizing that with this shutdown, Zoom, like things like this, have been so helpful and awesome, especially with like family events. Um, I try to 
connect with people I lost touch with. And it's been kind of amazing. I'm like, wow, why don't I always do this? Like, it's so easy to open my computer up and see someone. <laughs> so I want to take that with me. I want to, I obviously, I call my mom and dad every day and my sister, but like extended family, it's been nice. Like my mom's side, we do Zoom chats. It's like once a week we try and it's been so nice. So I want to, I want to take that with me. Um, I'm realizing that the thing I'm missing the most is like socialization. I'm a huge, I'm a social butterfly. I love going out. I love being with my friends. I love going to restaurants, to bars. I miss the gym so much. We have a gym downstairs on floor nine and it's closed and it's killing me, but we're making it work. And with you, thanks to you. Um, but yeah, those are things that I'll definitely, I won't take anything for granted anymore. Until we do, and then something else will happen. Right. <laughs> What's one thing that when you get out of this, you're, you're going to be without, you're going to leave it behind um, that you realize needed to get filtered out of your career or life or something like that? Um, like something I'm doing negatively right now, kind of? Yeah, right now or something that like when you get back to normalcy, you're like, you know what? I don't need that. I don't need that extra burden or weight that I've been carrying. It's like I, me personally. Yeah. And all of us, we've had such a long time to think about things. Yeah. Reflect about what normal life was before this happened. Yeah. Some things that are like, Oh, I miss it so much. And then there's other things that you're like, Oh, I'm glad I'm without that. And actually I'm choosing to be with that. So when I get back to normal life, I'm going to leave it behind for good. Um, I kind of want to leave behind, this is, I don't know if this is exactly what you're looking for, but I am a huge, like, I like to eat out mm -hmm. and obviously that's not possible right now. And so I'm learning that groceries and meal prepping and making what you have in your refrigerator is huge and key and doable. And so I want to take that with me because I don't need to be spending so much money yeah. Going to Starbucks every day, going to, you know what I mean? And, and like things like Starbucks, like I love going to Starbucks and I'll continue to do that. But the, it's just, um, I don't need to do as much. Yeah, we uh, have a coffee shop uh, here in Queens, uh, Sweet Leaf. Yeah. It's getting coffee from there. But now we've just been forced to buy their coffee beans. Yeah. It's better. It's like, it's fresh and it's saving so much money and blah, blah, blah. So you mentioned- yeah sophomore year professor at CCM yeah. have there any have there been any other or you can maybe um, elaborate a little bit more about that professor but any people that have really set the tone for your life and career and have made a major impact and and why so um yeah a lot of people I mean stemming all the way back from like childhood and home uh, I grew up in Manchester New Hampshire like I said and um, I was lucky to have a great regional theater at home, the Palace Theater, which I know you've been and you've worked yeah. at. Um, so I owe them a lot, A. B, all my professors at school um, were incredible. They pushed me. They challenged me. They, you know, made me stronger. They tore me down. They built me back up. They had a plan like they do for all of their students. Um, Diane Lala was like my first real dance teacher my first, like, I never really took, I didn't, I didn't take dance class growing up. So when I went to college, I started to take dance class. So I was very behind, but I was an athletic person growing up. And, um, 
I grew up doing a lot of shows. So I learned through choreography, choreography, but Diane Lala kind of taught me all the basics and really gave me a lot of the tools necessary for doing this today. Um, and then beyond college, um, I would say Andy Blankenbuehler really is someone that I look up to and he took me under his wing and gave me one of the best experiences of my life, which was bandstand. And he's taught me so much. I'm a visual learner and having him as um, my mentor in a way is like priceless. What was it about bandstand and this connection with him? Um, well, we kind of connected immediately. Um, I actually talked about this on a different podcast, but the way my bandstand experience began was actually once on the town got our closing notice. My agent was like, there's this new show that's going to be at Paper Mill Playhouse. It's directed and choreographed by Andy Blankenbuehler. It's written by a CCM grad. And um, it, he was like, they only they have one slot open. Someone just dropped out for whatever reason. Um, and so you're going to have an audition tomorrow at Pearl, yada, yada, yada. So I was like, great. So I showed up at Pearl. I walked into the room and it's just Andy and Lindsay Levine from Tara Rubin casting and me. And I'm like, where is everyone else? <laughs> He's like, I've heard a lot about you. He's actually from since Andy's from Cincinnati too. So he, we had some kind of connection through that. We danced. I had like a private one-on-one -on -one dance class with Andy Blankenbuehler for an hour between shows, between my matinee and my night performance at On the Town. And I was like, who are you? You are like a living Bob Fosse slash Gene Kelly slash like Justin Timberlake. You are like all of everything that I've ever wanted to be like compiled up into one human being and you're so nice and I'm so inspired by you. We learned like so many combinations and I left the room and my agents was like, my agent was like, all right, you got it. <laughs> that was so awesome. And that was the moment where I realized through bandstand, all right, there are people who look at ensemble members as scenery. And there are people who look at ensemble members as storytellers and actors and principals. And um, I think that that's an incredible thing because I've had a career in the ensemble and I love every minute of it. And I love that there are people who showcase ensembles and individual dancers and, or actors, I should say. And it's been incredible. He's someone that I, I will always, and I tell him that all the time because anytime I see him, I'm like, Van Sand changed my life. It did. Amazing. That's probably so special for him to hear as well. Yeah. So for those of you listening right now, if you haven't kind of gotten the gist of all this, it's like the more you know the better and not just the more people you know, but the more people you try to affect in a positive way and impact in a way of giving, um, that's going to come back around to you. And, and in a genuine way, I'm not saying go out there and just start like yeah. listening yourself to whatever, do favors for favors in return. I'm just saying that genuinely being a good human being yeah. in this business or just in life, will always come around for the, for the better. Absolutely. Uh, Gabriella asked a question here on her Zoom call. Um, she wants to know a little bit about um, when you're opening a new show, um, mm -hmm. being an original cast, what's one of the most like rewarding things about um, putting up a new show, something brand spanking new? 
the most rewarding thing for me is the creative process, like even leading up to the first rehearsal, like pre-production and table reads. Um, it's cool that it's people don't realize how collaborative it is. Yes, a choreographer comes in with a vision and with steps, everyone's different, but some choreographers really, really, really love the collaborative aspect. So uh, my favorite thing I'd say about creating a new show is that the track that I'm, the track that I am in is really me. It's like what I did. Like I thought of that lift. I thought of this, this and that. And then we work together as a team. So then when you leave the show and then there's someone else coming in to your track, you're like, whoa, that's so cool. Like, like I did that. That's neat. Yeah. You, you brought to life something that was beyond the words on the page. Right. Right. That's very cool. Yeah. What, what's something in Moulin Rouge that you can think of that's one of those things? Um, a, a couple lifts for sure. Um, what, what I, would I say? Like Sonia was some, Sonia Taya who choreographed it and I'm obsessed with her. She loves taking like things like, so we'd be like, okay, here's the phrase. And then, oh wait, stop, Max, do that again. Great. Okay. Oh yeah. Everyone do that like Max or, okay. Everyone do that like Fred, like Kyle, like Reed, like she, so then at the end of the day, we had an eight count where literally one count was each person. And now it's like this cool iconic thing. Um, a lot of things, I'm trying to think of specifics for you. So long, there have been 20 million versions. <laughs> I interrupted you, sorry. I said there have been 20 million versions of every number. <laughs> so try, at this point, I'm like, what's evolved? Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, I, I got to see this show, as you know, and you were out that night. Man, sad rock. You know, and I'm realizing now that that was when I had coronavirus. Right. That's literally when it was. One of my friends from a gym that I go to, Davin, just one of your stage bands. I love that. And we were chatting daily. I would see him a lot. And he was like, yeah, man, every day somebody's out. We're always having to sh shift things around. And then little did we know it was because the yeah. virus probably spreading throughout your entire cast during that time. That was a solid month before any of us actually got tested. Yeah. Um, but I'm happy, you know, we're all okay. It's, <laughs> there've been a few people that have had a, a worse case than I did, but um, I'm just grateful for that. Uh, Rachel wants to know, what's your ideal cheat meal? What's your favorite goodie of choice? I mean, I'm a mess because I'm actually, I'm not great about <laughs> nutrition. I'm totally admitting that. And I, and I know you know that because I, everything I post, but I love like a solid bacon cheeseburger, but I love, and I'm like a meat eater, meat and potatoes, I steak and mashed potatoes. My dad was, is an amazing cook. So I was always spoiled. Also, also Matt is an amazing cook and we're loving HelloFresh. Yes. It's like not, not that that's unhealthy, but it's been nice to like mix it up. But yeah, I'd say cheat meal would be like wings <laughs> bacon cheeseburgers beer i love it if matt's listening i think i heard him cough in the background yeah he's over there <laughs> about it was is was freaking amazing in company like you saw it yes tears in my eyes like watching him perform up there i know he's incredible in it and i can't wait for it to come back because everyone needs to see it it's literally like musical theater history and i said no to him and I was like it sounds really dramatic I know but like the whole switching of genders and the role and what that does to him and his character on the stage is like 
you're up there with freaking all these women and Patty Lapone, and you're just like, you're not outdoing them, but you're holding your own and then just like you are crushing it. I'm I'm obsessed with the production. I saw the first preview and like I will see it 20 more times. Yes. Oh my god. So good. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> thank you. I'm a mess, but thank you so much. She's actually working out. Hey, there we go. I got in a 10-minute workout before this because Sundays are my Mondays. They're okay. very heavy programming days for me, so I don't have a lot of time. Yeah. But yeah, I got I got to it just for a little 10-minute workout. I got my sweat on before. Uh, I did a chest circuit that you have, and I almost died. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's ask one more question and, uh, from the, uh, people here. Okay. So advice, we've chatted a bit about your trajectory of your career. You have someone young in front of you. They want some advice on starting out their career. What's like the golden of golden nuggets that you could give them, uh, when they're starting out? Um, Matt actually said this the other day and I loved it. And that is to be patient. Um, be patient. Don't compare. This sounds, these are all cliche, but don't compare yourself to anyone else. And, um, don't take yourself too seriously Mm. because the second you do, you get in your own way. Life's too complicated and life is too short. Um, be yourself, like be really be yourself and people will respond to that. I love that you just said that. And I love that you just said that it sounds cliche because alert, alert, newsflash, newsflash, everything that is cliche is usually the thing that you should be doing or the only thing you need to be doing to get what you want or what you need. Um, (laughs) If if it sounds simple, it's probably right. You know, I know. know. But yeah, I'd I'd say be patient. Um, This is a crazy business and sometimes it doesn't make sense a lot of times it doesn't make sense and for every yes you've had 20 no's before that and it's annoying and it's like maddening um but just know that everyone's going through it like even the people like when you like yes i did have i've been so fortunate to go from show to show to show but the things i've done during and between those things like I've been crushed too. And like, I've gotten so many no's and I've got, I've been so close to getting things that I was like, this could be, you know, career changing and it didn't go my way. But my biggest thing is just like, you have to shake it off. Give yourself one day maybe to kind of let yourself be down and then wake up and like, be like, F it. (laughs) I don't know if I can swear in here. Seriously. Like who cares? You don't need that person. You don't need that show. You don't need that. You don't, you don't. It's like, it's happening for a reason. Trust that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like to say you are where you are. And mm-hmm. if the thing that if the place you're at now sucks, let it suck. But let then it suck. you got to shake it off and then yeah. move forward. Yes. Yeah. You don't have to hide it. You don't have to pretend like life is great, but you do. You should allow yourself that time and then be like, all right. I like that rule. I also, the, the one day rule. Some people might even say that's too long, but I think that's reasonable it's uh it's all relative to who you are whatever works for yeah. you in uh, moderation is yeah. what's appropriate max thanks so much for being on the podcast 
Thank you for your time. We appreciate you for having me. All right. Thanks again to Max for being on Built for the Stage podcast. Once again, if you want to try a free trial, go to the website builtforthestage.com. We can help you get on your way with your fitness journey. Actors are athletes, so start training like one. It's me, Roscoe, signing off. wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.